1: Get 80% off your impression kit when you
0: use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbrough and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Pronounce Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
2: All right, welcome to The Chronic Forecast. I'm your host, Ralph Marlborough. We are joined by Andrew Juge, and we're joined by a special guest, my friend, Bradley, from Black and Gold Review. And so you don't
1: put, so you don't put your my last name, Warshower.
2: There you go. I'm not even going to attempt that. Um,
4: <laughs> yeah, Bradley, well, I don't know if you listen to this podcast much, but uh, <laughs> Ra- Ralph is not exactly uh, – his last names are not his strong suit.
2: Not my strong suit. suit at all. But before we get with Kevin and Dave and – Talk about all the Saints stuff. I wanted to have Bradley on because of everybody that wrote stuff about the Saints blowing up the roster, and they took a they took a blowtorch to it. We all know it. All the moves of all the people that wrote it, all the media, professional bloggers, knuckleheads like me writing for WWL.com. And I was saying this seriously, Bradley. Yours was the best piece. And go to Black and Gold Review and read it. And Bradley, the thing that I loved about it is we all know the Saints defense. Since 2006 has been bad, but explain to the people listening on this podcast the research that you did and explain statistically, if you don't mind, just how atrocious the Saints defense has been through 2000, since 2006 and what Drew Brees and Sean Payton have managed to do in spite of it.
1: And, and the interesting thing to me, and of course, we'll talk about you know, 2006 and on, but the really interesting thing to me is that it predates 2006. It's really a Loomis-era thing. It's, it's, it goes back to Hazlitt. We talk about how Hazlitt and Brooks were the problem, um, but they generally had top 15 offenses. So in 2002, one of the only years they didn't have a top 15 offense by yards, they actually had the number three scoring offense. The theory that year was always that uh, the only reason they didn't have more yards is because they also had Michael Lewis return to get. Um But they've kind of followed the same patterns on defense through the draft and in terms of free agency um, every year under Mickey Loomis, I would argue until now. Uh, And, you know, they had the number 32 defense, I think, in 2004. They had the number 32 defense we know in in 2012. They had 31 defense last year. Um, We know the problems they had in the secondary in 2006. The It's just they, they have averaged, I believe, the number was the 23rd-ranked defense – or no, 27th, 27th-ranked defense since 2002. Uh, and at the same time, they had, like I said, a top 15 offense before then, and their number one offense in the league since 2006, and the margin isn't even close. They put up something like 58,000 yards, and the next team was 55.
2: The, the interesting thing is teams with the defense in the bottom 10 – they all suck. Like, they don't have winning records. And yet the Saints are the f- – I think you said the fifth or the seventh best team since 09. Um
1: Right. No, it's since 06. Since six yeah. they are uh, – yeah, they, they have the seventh best record in the league. Uh, I think it's like 87 and 57. they 30 games above 500. It's a 60%. It's a 0. .600 winning percentage. Uh, and they are the only team in the bottom ten with not – there's one other team, and I hate to say who it is, uh, with a winning record with a bottom 10 defense over that time period. It's, it's Atlanta. They're, like, barely above 500. Um, but the other teams average, like, a 400 winning percentage. They're not just, you know, losing teams. They're not just barely below 500. They're really bad teams. Oakland, And Cleveland, Bradley, just,
4: just curious, uh, of the six teams since 2006,
1: they're ahead. Of uh, uh the other two that are ahead of the of, Saints uh, I mean, in terms of
4: overall record since two thousand six.
1: how good have their defenses expect.
4: been on average?
1: Uh I think New England actually is nineteenth. They were like the lowest ranked. So again, the point there is you don't have to be good if you have a great quarterback. You just have to be, you know, mediocre. Um that's how we won the Super Bowl. Uh, But, yeah, it's the usual suspects, Green Bay, uh, New England. A couple of the teams on there had really good defenses consistently. I think Baltimore was on there. Their defense was great. Pittsburgh was up there. Their defense was great. Uh, But, like I said, you don't need a great defense. New England's was was middling. Uh, I think Green Bay's was actually pretty middling, too. Well, the
2: the main reason I had you on is, besides the piece being awesome, is basically the Saints – I think Sean Payton has said, look, as long as I have Drew Brees and he's a top 10 quarterback, I can be an an elite top five to seven offense. Um, And that's the gamble he's taken. They've got all these assets. They're probably going to spend them on defense, I'd imagine. Uh How big of a risk do you think it is? And if the Saints decline to 10? out of the top 10 on offense, is there a chance, in your opinion, that the bottom's going to fall out of this thing?
1: Yes. I mean, if they, if, because we don't know that the defense is going to rebound. I tend to think that if they go ahead and throw enough youth at it, you can have one of those kind of bounce years that we're familiar with. that kind of happened in 2013. Um, but 2013 yeah, I mean, was a series, dead
2: cat bounce. I'm convinced of it.
1: No, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But you, you can you can kind of generate the same kind of effect. You know how weird things happen. Yeah. When you kind of throw random players into the pot. But yeah, if the, if the offense falls off that much, absolutely, you could have a you know three and thirteen, five and eleven type of year. we not we weren't that far off from that you know this past season. But I don't think that's going to happen. There's there are no signs to indicate that's going to happen. And I know people talk about you know Drew, but. As much as people want to talk, there's just there's literally not a single sign of him dropping off. I mean he's just – he's not. There's not a single – nothing to indicate that he's doing that.
2: Do you, and before I let you get out of here, Bradley, the Saints obviously, they took a blowtorch to the roster, and you can agree or you disagree. But – and look, we can, we can all predict if it's going to work or if it's not going to work, but what do, you, what do you think is the minimum – they've got to get this defense up to as far as increasing and what's the minimum they can fall in offense so let's say if, if you don't quite understand let's say they let's say they get the defense to 20 20 let's say they get the defense to 20 where can the offense slide down to for, in your opinion to the stats to tell you they can still be a playoff contender or an eight and eight type team.
1: I think the offense, if the defense is around 20, the offense needs to be top five. It can be five, I think, and they can still be a really, you know, legitimate playoff contender. Um, anything better than 20, I think is almost land happy. It's just, they're going to be a top five offense. I will be absolutely shocked if they're not. Uh, there's as long as the, the only thing that matters, I think is that interior line holding up. So, you know, as long as Unger is healthy, if assuming they keep Jari Evans if they do, uh if he, which is I'm not convinced they will. You know, if he stays healthy and has a good year, and whoever they find at the other guard position. As long as those three guys are okay in front of Drew, uh, the offense is going to be top five.
2: Well, it'll be interesting, and Bradley. People go to Black and Gold Review and read and read this. I said it at the beginning, I'll say it again. It's it's fantastic and it really it really crystallizes to me, at least Andrew, as to when you say why the Saints are doing that, when you read Bradley's article, you're like, oh, yeah. You might not agree with what they're doing, but you can see why I think they're trying to do what they they are doing. So people go there. Bradley, thanks for giving us a quick couple minutes on short notice. People go to Black and Gold Review. Bradley, thanks for giving us time tonight, man.
1: I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Bradley. All right. um, All
4: right. Thank
2: you. Uh, Andrew, I thought – it was uh, a really interesting piece by by him. As we uh, as we as I as I go to add the two knuckleheads uh, here of uh, Held and our fearless leader, uh, I'm disappointed in Mickey Loomis, quite frankly, Andrew. He did not do anything today. He did not do. He did not make.
1: Any <laughs> moves. He, did not make
2: he did not make any moves. Um, they had a lot of rumors flying around, fast and furious. Um, Dave, our fearless leader, I believe, is with us, and Kevin as well. Um, Kevin, have you been traded? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, say what? Have you been traded yet? Because the Saints are no. trading everything.
0: No, I have not. I have not been traded yet. I am still. Uh, I'm still waiting for the call.
2: Dave, how upset were you that your boyfriend Mark Ingram is going to have to share the backfield, and he got, and and C.J. Spiller got more money? I guess that's a good place to start
5: um i don't give a shit who makes more money that's not my problem mark ingram might be upset but uh but that doesn't affect me whatsoever but um i'm, I'm not upset about it at all i i you know mark ingram you know can't can't do it all and uh as long as as long as peyton plans on Giving Ingram a bulk of the carries and 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 you know still being run heavy uh, and just sprinkling in C J Spiller here and there and, and using him in the passing game then everything should be fine.
2: Uh, Kevin, the the leading receiver for the 2015 Saints is or is not on the roster.
0: Jesus, I really hope the leading receiver is on the is on the Saints. Um, huh.
4: Receptions Go, or okay. yards?
2: Either.
0: Uh, reception. Jesus Christ, no, can't even say that. No. Uh, and that's not me for the record. Um, not me either. Not me. That's gotta be that's gotta it's be Dave. Dave. Dave.
2: Yeah. Oh,
4: what uh, foodie? It's the foodie. Of course, it's the foodie.
2: Are you eating like once, uh, Dave? I'm eating,
5: I'm eating Kirkland-brand rice crackers.
2: Oh, my God. Have some dignity. Gotta,
5: so,
0: to so, sugar blood down.
5: So you you, you seem very...
2: Um, confused. Confused about who's going to be the Saints' leading receiver, which is not necessarily yeah. a good thing in yeah. the middle of March.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's the middle of March, thank Christ. So, I mean...
2: It could be worse. It
0: could be the middle of September and be wondering who the hell the lead receiver is supposed to be.
2: Andrew, the of all the Saints moves so far, the one that I think has the potential to just blow up and be awful is Brandon Browner. That dude is getting old and he is a penalty machine. I like the signing, but it's I think it's really, really risky.
4: No, I I disagree, Ralph. I don't think it's that risky from the standpoint that you've got to compare it to what was there before him, you know. And and I just I really think there's, there's just no way that the Saints are going to have a drop off. I mean, he may not be the savior, end all, be all that we hope he is. Uh, but I think we'll notice a significant upgrade. He
2: had, I think, 17 penalties and 61. Yeah, I mean, well, boys. he's physical. That that That's
4: what you get. You know, that's what yeah. you get with a player like that. I mean, he's going to beat guys up. He's going to get big hits. He's going to uh, be physical. And, you know, he, here's the main thing. When you play in a division with Kelvin Benjamin and Mike Evans and Julio Jones, and those are the best receivers, in the conference, and you got to play each of those guys twice a year. You need a big physical corner that's going to jam those guys at the line of scrimmage and beat them up. Because Keenan Lewis is a great cover corner, but he, he shouldn't be lined up against guys like that. That's so, going to be so, Browner's job. He's going to be the one that faces those big six three, six four, six five receivers. Um, you know, I think the shifty receivers that, that speed, you know, that's going to be Keenan Lewis's role. Well, I think a little bit more this year, which so will you're be good. Gonna,
2: so you're going to be okay with, let's not say 17, but let's say he does better. Let's say you're going to be okay with eight to 15 penalties. That's just the price of doing business with Browner.
4: Is I that, think so. Yeah. Because that's, look, some of those penalties are going to come on third down. Some of them are going to be ticky tacky flags that are going to drive us insane, you know, because from what I understand, he gets a lot of these flags by reputation at this point. Um, and, and a lot of them are unfair. Um, uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, it costs to doing business. Look, if the defense is creating turnovers, they're getting off the field more, they're giving up less yards, I can live with more penalties. In fact, I think a big reason why this defense was so bad this year was the lack of aggression. In fact, you remember me saying at some point in the season, Ralph, I would love to see them get more penalties. Like, the Saints are almost too disciplined. Like, they're, they're getting gashed at the expense of discipline. You know, it's almost like, Great, the are of the least penalized team in the league. I believe that was true this year, but their defense is 31st. So at some point, you got to have a nasty, mean, angry streak. that means
2: you're going to get flags in their personal power to be it. Dave, Kenny Still's got shipped to Miami. Um, Wait, are
5: we are, are we recording right now?
2: Yes, we are.
5: Well, <laughs> I thought we were like just shooting the ship. No,
2: the- we 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 me and me and sorry, me and Andrew had uh. Me and Andrew had uh, Bradley from Black and Gold for like five minutes because he did that awesome piece on the Saints defense. Sorry.
5: Oh, Jesus uh, fucking Christ. A little communication here. I wouldn't be fucking munching on this shit. Yeah, you would. Oh,
2: stop it. You would. You know Eat, would Eating on this podcast is, just, is, is as much a part of this podcast as me screwing up people's names.
5: And I would have given a better answer to my previous question.
2: <laughs> well, that's okay. Only- uh, All right, you can come a bet you can try better this time uh kenny stills uh are the saints really gonna regret shipping him is he gonna be tearing it up in miami
5: i mean i don't really give a shit whether he tears it up in miami or not they're an afc team and i don't think the saints play the afc north this year so um east the afc east sorry right um all right, look at Kevin knowing his NFL stuff and correcting me.
0: <laughs> Thus <laughs> um, concludes Kevin knowing his NFL stuff.
5: <laughs> you might as well hang up now and leave on a high note. Um, so I, you know, I I could care less whether he 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 does well. And I mean, you know, Kenny Still's playing well with the Dolphins doesn't necessarily mean that he would play well with the Saints. You can't just you know compare the two. Um, different schemes, different systems. Just just. You know, everything's different. Um, You
2: know, if Kenny Stills in week 13 is at eleven hundred yards and eighty five catches and Nick Nick Toon is dropping balls all over the place, you just won't be a little bit pissed off that they ship Stills out of here.
5: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I mean, I guess I'll be. Well, it depends on what's going on with the Saints. If if Brandon Cook says eleven hundred yards and however many touchdowns, then no, I'm not going to be upset. I mean, if if the Saints are, you know, fucking three and nine at week 13, then yeah, that's a problem. But um, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to sit here and and lament the loss of, of a player if he's doing well on another team. It's just... It's just not right, man. It's just like I mean, it's the same thing with like Darren Sproles last season. Everybody was upset that the Saints got rid of Darren Sproles. Look how good he was doing with the Eagles. I mean, you, you can't you can't think like that, and it's it, you can't compare the two.
2: Kevin, I know the Saints may or may not be driving off a cliff at eighty-five miles an hour, but the last week's been pretty awesome, hasn't it been?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, if anything, I mean, look, if you're gonna drive off. I'm kind of hoping that they hit 88 miles an hour going off the cliff, because then they might actually travel back in time, <laughs> and then and then maybe they can go pick up members of the Dome Patrol to actually be their linebackers. So I think Eight that. is million gigawatts. <laughs> wait, how many gigawatts?
4: Uh, I don't know.
0: Ah, of course you don't fucking know.
5: Wait, wait, wait. One, I might point know.
0: 2021.
5: Oh well, but you blew point it. 21. You you. I had a chance to display my movie knowledge, and you didn't even give it to me.
4: That, that was your one chance, Dave.
5: Well, Kevin blew it, dude.
2: Kevin, if you, if you, obviously the Drew Brees move would just be like a nuclear bomb and break Twitter. But if the Saints are gonna do one more piece of crazy, crazy stuff, and I told you you could be in charge of it, what would you want the Saints to do, crazy, crazy, before the draft?
0: god one one more one more insane move um hmm. i'm trying to th- i I can't, I can't i mean how many more like big ridiculous pieces do they have left <laughs> well there's... like i i i can't i'm because I'm, i because like i think the only guy that would command the sort of uh wild uh media coverage would be breeze and like the only thing that i mean well wait wait when you say if,
4: media coverage do you mean local or national
2: national oh, okay well i mean if they well they could if they could if they could get a third number one pick i think that would get national news but it would only be like a it would only be like a ticker move it wouldn't be like like if they traded breeze i mean espn's gonna shut down for a day and it's gonna be it's gonna be what are the what the Saints are doing. Where is he going? What they gave. I mean, it's and, and are the Saints are they gonna play for Winston Mario? I mean, it's it's that's a that is a Breeze going is a complete shit show. Not even to mention that the fan base for New Orleans is not even ready to say goodbye to him. So the fans would go uh, atomic. Uh, we haven't even talked about this trade. Uh, Andrew Ben Grubbs went to Kansas City for a fifth round pick, which is a pretty nice haul, I think, for him. Uh, but who's going to play guard for the Saints? Is is the guard? Are both guards on the roster
3: for the Saints? Yeah. Well, it's funny.
4: You look. You you remember uh, when Sean Payton was interviewed? Um, he was a little bit more forthcoming uh, during the combine than than he usually is. And he was asked what the Saints' biggest needs were, and his responses his response was definitely a cover corner, definitely an interior lineman, and then hopefully a pass rusher. So those were the kind of the three things he identified. Uh, and then you look, of course, Brandon Browner the cornerback signing, so uh they 've got that covered uh Max Unger no comes, pun intended yeah. Max, right. uh Max Unger comes in the trade from Jimmy Graham, so that's interior line, but then you let Grubbs go um and you get a fifth round pick for him, but uh so now it's almost like yes, they have filled a need, but they've created a new one with the other trades so um I think the big question, first of all, is how do they feel about Tim Lolito and and, um, Senio Kelamete? And I think Kelamete is is actually has a higher ceiling. He's more promised than Lolito, uh, but he can't snap the ball. Um, So I think Lolito was kind of ahead of him in the pecking order because of his ability to snap. Uh, Now that's kind of been removed from the equation with the Unger uh, signing. So I think that kind of moves Lolito back to this revolving door of backup center and maybe primary backup guard. But so you've got a couple guys on your team that are good depth and uh, that I think could potentially develop in the starters. Um, but I can't imagine they're going to be comfortable assuming that one of those two guys gets it. So uh, I don't see them signing a free agent. I think they'll maybe get a, they'll draft a guy fairly high, maybe get a tackle swing guard type guy. They, they could go as early as 13. I mean, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's last name. I think it's sure. Uh, from Iowa, but him and Lyle Collins are two guys that can play guard. You know, they potentially develop into left tackles, but uh, they could play guard in year one. And so maybe you draft that guy at thirteen, and then there's a three-man competition for left guard. But uh, it's still a position of need, and I think they will address it in the draft.
2: I don't think I don't think the Saints have ever picked the LSU guy number one.
4: No, Devery Henderson was two. Uh, was yeah. Dalton don't, Hilliard was he a first-round he, pick? No, he was a two.
2: Wait, huh? who? Eric Martin. No, yeah. Eric no, no. Martin. What
0: about the? Uh, what about uh Oh shit! The the guy stamping license plates now.
2: What do you mean, uh, Cecil Collins?
0: No, 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 no. The uh, the the guy from like way way back in the day. Um,
2: Billy Cannon.
0: Yeah, it's
4: it, 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 yeah it was.
2: No, he Billy was Cannon
4: on, was drafted by the Raiders, I think.
2: No, Jim and Jim Taylor was washed up. He was on Green Bay before. I mean, the Saint. I don't think the Saints have ever picked the LSU guy. One. So oh, I was Mike, Dick, Mike Dick Bulls.
4: drafted uh Nikki Savoie in the seventh round.
2: Yeah, yeah, Nikki Savoie. Like the toughness. Al Woods. <laughs> Al Woods. They <laughs> traded up to, they traded Al, up to Woods. Al Woods, and Al Woods couldn't even make the roster.
0: Uh, Al let me was, you, actually, you know what? That, that's, a, that's a great jumping off point for me. Let me let me just have this. So they, they got the headline on Canal Street Chronicles. The Saints have five picks of the first 78 in the 2015 draft. So Fucking help me! If this team can't find it three starters, they need three starters for sure. Three starters out of those set first out of those five picks, and if they start bundling that shit together oh, and no. using it to trade up, I'm going to flip my shit. Okay? This team needs depth. If, got, this is a this is a great this is this is a Patriots now, type move. Now hold hold on,
2: Kevin. Five, are you saying are you saying three starters?
4: Now, Kevin, yes. are you saying three starters in in year one in their rookie year?
2: Uh yeah yeah.
5: That is, <laughs> Good luck with that.
2: I mean that's two thousand I mean well in two thousand six they got Reggie Bush, they got Colston. John Colston Harper, and Evans. They got four. In two thousand six, you know, so I mean, it's possible. I mean, if I, if,
4: if, if you say Reggie Bush was a starter, I mean, yeah, he, kind I mean of wasn't.
2: he caught eighty something passes. I'd say. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, they got to do somewhere between two thousand and thirteen because we thought two thousand thirteen was a great draft, Dave. It ended up not being so good this year. Two thousand six was maybe the best draft they've ever had. Um, but Dave, my question to you is. Uh, as you look at this uh, slew of draft picks, Kevin said they need three starters. I think that's that's a home run. What do they need to not go backwards and to go? What let's assume Breeze is healthy and they don't get crushed with other injuries. What do they need out of this draft to not go backwards from seven and nine? In your opinion.
5: I don't think there's any way that they can go back... I mean, there's no way that you can draft players and... and... And go backwards as a team. I mean,
2: well, they could win six games. There were five games. That would be going backwards.
5: Oh, but that's not the, who they. That's not the fault of who they draft. I mean, the people that they draft can only help them. They can't hurt them.
2: No, no, oh, they could. I mean, if they if they draft <laughs> if they draft Stanley Jean Baptiste at thirteen and they draft him again at thirty one, that'll hurt them.
5: I mean, not necessarily. Stanley Jean Baptiste did not play that much, and in. in the, is Stanley Jean Baptiste playing and hurting them? It isn't Stanley Jean Baptiste's fault or the Saints drafting but fault, draft it's the fault of whoever was ahead of them?
3: If they draft two
2: guys in the first round that don't play during the year, Dave, and they don't have Jimmy Graham, I'm betting they're not going to win seven games.
5: Dave, Dave, you're losing this argument. I mean, they, uh, but, yes, Ralph. Ralph, your your last statement is correct. If they if they if they don't draft anybody that can help and they only so, win seven games. That's what I'm but, saying. But, so, but so if, It's not the. It's. Ugh.
2: So what do they need? What do they need. <laughs> what do they need to stay where they are. Like I think. I think for these five picks, if they want to stay seven between seven and eight wins, they got to get a starter and two major contributors minimum, or they're going
5: backwards. No, I don't think that they're not going to go backwards. I. I, I How can you say that?
4: The the Saints are worse right now. Right now, as a roster, they're worse than last year. How do you know that? Why do you say that? They've lost Pierre Thomas, Jimmy Graham.
5: How much did Pierre Thomas do last year? And Curtis Lawson. Hold on.
4: Well, first of all, the value of Pierre Thomas goes beyond what he does on the field. And I think if you look at 2013 juxtaposed with 2014, you would know that locker room value – equals something so I think you you look at the three guys they've lost and you look at the three guys they've brought in for me right now oh and don't forget Tyron Walker that's another loss and personally I think that's a bad loss I mean that that's it's not an impact player but it's a young rotational guy that was developing in your system and you you just can't and he's cheap you cannot let guys like that get
2: away you just that's just bad I mean To me, Dave, they have a question. They have a question at tight end. They have a question at guard.
5: They have. They have a question at linebacker. I I I get all that, but I don't I don't give a shit whether they draft a a starting middle linebacker in the first round or whether they pick him up in undrafted free agency. The point is, is it doesn't matter where you start, and it doesn't matter what you do in the middle. It matters how you end and how you finish. So I don't give a shit how they draft. I mean, obviously, I want them to draft good players in the high rounds because that has a higher potential of. Uh, of that player starting and of that player finding success in the league over the long term but I, but but drafting shitty players in the first round doesn 't set them back. What sets them back is if they f- fail to make moves, whether it 's in the remaining period of free agency or all of the draft or all of undrafted free agency um, that 's what 'll set them back but just missing on a couple of picks in the first or the second round well i mean well back. I think
4: you there 's one element that you 're missing, Dave, which is decline of current players over the previous year, and you look at linebackers, a linebacking core that adds Ellerbe, still has Hawthorne, Ugh, still has LRB. Harrelson, and, you know, you combine that with a decline of, of, of players that, you know, just aren't performing as is. If they get even worse, they're
2: going backwards. All right, we're going to rumor monger now, Kevin, because uh, uh, the rumor floating around was that Cam Jordan is the next guy.
5: Um, Jesus. The next guy what? To be shipped out. So here's here's where are the, these rumors coming from?
2: Twitter. From, uh, from who?
5: Give me names. Sources.
2: And Le- sources. So, yeah, hashtag sources. Le- um, uh, what's the guy? Like Jason Le-Coffre, Nora, whatever.
5: Lacanfora?
2: Lacanfora. Wow. He tweeted that Sean Payton might be gone, but I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with Cam Dorn. Here was here was me and I, I
5: need to look all this up right now.
2: we, we me and Andrew were we 're debating this back and forth kevin, and here here was here was my theory is that cam Jordan, if the Saints decide, look Cam Jordan is not a ten million dollar a year player he 's and, and he 's got one year left, and we don 't think he's he, we 're not going to pay him ten or 12, or eleven or twelve million dollars
5: when were these tweets
2: so if the saints are not going to pay Cam Jordan twelve million dollars let's say, and they think he 's going to get that next year in free agency. The prudent move would be to ship him out now and get something for him. Um, but Kevin, if they did that, they'd be blowing a big hole in their defense. Would the fan base start to freak out and be like, "What the fuck are they doing?" If they ship out Cam Jordan?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the fan base is probably already asking that. But, but yeah, exactly. I mean, what? What? I'm trying to figure out what the hell. To uh, how to respond to it? Yeah, because it's just they're gonna freak out because they're just wondering. All right, well, who are we getting to replace these guys? Where are these picks coming from? I I I think there's a great deal of apprehension to be had because again, the concern is the concern is, oh my God, this fuck it. You know, based on the previous history of the of of how the front office handles drafting. They're gonna fucking trade up and, and 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 they're gonna blow some of these draft picks and they can't when 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 they need you know dave said they, they they've pointed out they obviously need help in these in these positions and you can't be trading picks three in, number ones would
2: be sweet
0: though even when we have, oh no no! <laughs> I mean, it would be fun. If it'd they get fun. three number ones, if they if they have three number ones, and again, three number ones, and you can't get three starters, or or two starters and a contributor, something's wrong. Something's wrong. You got. I, I mean, I, I I can't I can't see. I can't see drafting somebody in the first round and not and not expecting them to to play. I just I can't I, unless it's a quarterback and you know you're grooming them. Uh, I can't see drafting somebody in the first round. I I, I don't know. I, I, I'm 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 <laughs> rambling, but 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 my point is, if, if you start tra- if you start like like here's the thing about Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan is like a guy. He's he's a guy.
2: He's a starting defensive end that's really good against the run on a shitty defense. Right. And you're blown. And
0: okay. And and okay. Maybe he's being overpaid. That's probable. But if you trade him away, you knew it. Like, that's a guy that the fan base looks at and goes, well, that was that was a that was a starter. That was a sure starter. So that means you have to address him. So,
2: Andrew if the saints well is is this the most imp, i think this is the most important this is good, and we'll get into it as we get closer to it but i think this saints draft is the most important draft that i will ever watch the saints do yeah and i don't think to, because they've never in their history had a future hall of fame quarterback and this many picks. And it's really, if they fuck it up, they're going to go, they're straight back on the road to the bags. So like, this is the biggest draft of my lifetime as a saints fan. I think
4: I, I agree. There, there's a big fork in the road right now. And uh, you know, I think breeze is getting older and who knows how many years he has left. And the team is kind of in disarray. Their roster is weak. The depth isn't there. And I think, that big fork in the road, you know, points into different directions. A, a draft that's nailed, and they're putting a lot of eggs in this Jeff Ireland basket right now, as a college evaluator. But, you know, there, there's a there's a fork where you go left, and you nail this draft. You have rookies that come in and contribute right away. You have new young blood. You have new energy,
2: and a you ton of cap pick, space next year.
4: A ton, ton of cap space in 2016, and it kind of propels the Saints for the final run of Drew Brees' career, or I think you have the right side of of the fork where things continue to implode, and Drew Brees is on the outs, and uh, the Saints get younger, develop new quarterback, and some of these draft picks just don't pan out. You know, accruing all these draft picks is nice. I mean, I I kind of view it as buying a new luxury car, you know, where it's one of those things where... the the value of a car when you're looking at it on the lot and it's never been driven. is the sexy car that has all the features and has all this, you know, souped up stuff. But the minute you drive it off the lot, the value decreases immediately by 20% or more and they Uh, don't hold their value. And so that the minute you draft a guy and the minute he steps on the field and starts to not perform, he's no longer this pie in the sky, first round draft pick that could save your franchise and turn things around.
3: He's, he's Jonathan Sullivan.
4: Sh- yeah, he's another shitty player, and so I think the Saints really crit- have to nail this draft. These guys have to be successes on the field because the assets that they've given up,
2: there's nothing to- left
4: to get there's- these pie in the skies. Are there's significant. Not- I mean, Ben Grubbs is a good player. He's not worth what he's getting paid, but he is a professional, probable guard that, if healthy, performs well. Jimmy Graham is arguably the best-receiving tight end in the NFL. And yes, they got a good center and a, and a 31st overall pick, but if the Saints blow the pick, if, if the 31st pick is Jonathan Sullivan or one of these other guys, these awful first-round pick, if it's another Patrick Robinson...
2: You traded and, a guy who scored 46 touchdowns for a cent. For a cent. Yeah,
4: well, right, exactly. And so uh, th- th- these picks, these, these trades, they're only going to benefit the Saints if they actually nail the pick, which is far from a given.
2: Kevin, we kind of glossed over, but I just want to ask you, and this is I saved this for you. I feel like C.J. Spiller, once he gets out of Buffalo and he doesn't have the Bill stink on him, he's going to be really good for the Saints.
0: Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would go so far as to say really good. I think it's po- I I I think he has a a, a very high ceiling for a uh, for a turnaround. I mean, he he is coming off of a he is coming off of a fucking World bad coll- injury. I mean, World that's that's right? uh, I mean, I mean that's that's the thing you could say about I think a lot of the picks the Saints have got. They they all missed time I think last year. So I mean that's a hell of a gamble and a dice roll. But again, and, and I, this is this is cliched as fuck. But then again, I speak in almost nothing but cliches, but. If he stays healthy, um, you know, that's that's I mean,
2: that's message board guy right there, man. If well, he then healthy message board guy. Now that we have you, um, <laughs> what's the Godfather offer that you need for Breeze to ship him away?
0: Oh, man. Oh, like trading Shouldn't one of Godfather my kids.
2: questions go to Dave? <laughs> <Yeah, that's
1: true. laughs>
0: you like trading one of my own kids here? Oh, God. Um let's see. Uh me personally we're
2: talking or or what? Like, no, like what would what would need what would what would a team need to offer the Saints for Drew Brees for you to say, I'm shipping out Drew Brees? But you're asking message board guys. I'm asking message board Kevin. Right. What would the team need to get? Yeah. Alright.
0: Roger Goodell in his ivory tower would basically have to say that the saints are not going to be penalized
2: for the next five years (laughs) like like penalized? like no like they can go back to doing bounties or like no penalties no 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 penalties (laughs) no No penalties no penalties No. no penalties oh
0: i like that i so no penalties for the next five years that Brandon Browner
4: and, signing's looking real good.
0: It is looking good. <laughs> and and the team that trades them has to basically pull a Ricky Williams deal.
2: Everything? Like every pick?
0: Basically. And the first to basically. following you. First. Like basically, like the franchise that takes Breeze has to essentially fuck themselves over in order to get Drew Brees. And the league has to waive all penalties.
2: So we're sending him to Oakland, in other words, is what you're saying. Probably. Uh, You know, (laughs) I like that answer. No penalties. No penalties. (sighs) Uh, Dave.
3: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: (laughs) Mm-hmm. As we head. Mm Mm-hmm. To the drafts, give me one – you don't have to give me a name, but give me one position for free agency that you would like the Saints to, to take a flyer on. Like a, like I want them to sign a veteran – I want them to sign Michael Crabtree as a veteran flyer one year. Maybe he can beat David Patton oh, 2007. That's what I want. <laughs> Is there a position or a guy that you like out there that you're like, I want the Saints to – buy easy lottery ticket, I think he could be a one-year wonder, a la the name we will not mention in 2009. Uh,
5: for those who don't know, he's talking about Darren Sharper. Yes. Um, you know, to give a realistic answer, I haven't even looked in a little while um, to see who's actually out there, but um, I don't know about a guy that necessarily I think is just going to come in and kill it, but uh I would like to see him work out and maybe look at Carl Nix. I know he's had his issues with the
2: nostalgia
5: with the staff infections and uh and and all that lingering history. but last I saw he was working out and he was going to try and come back and uh if if he was at all healthy and could stay healthy because um, you were talking about earlier about what they're going to do at guard now they just ship Ben Grubbs off. Uh, they need a guard and it might, like I said, I think it's definitely worth it to look at Karl Nix and, and it would be, it would really be awesome if he could come in and and do well. Uh, if if he had one year in him and this could be the year, I, I think a guy like Karl Nix could really transform uh, the offensive line for the Saints if he was back and if he was, playing at a fairly high level and uh, at at a much higher level than you would expect him to be playing at coming off of an early retirement.
2: Uh, Well, before Andrew and Kevin, before you guys answer, I want to remind people we are $250 away. That's it. From a new computer that I can use that doesn't make a grinding noise when I Run this podcast. We only need two hundred and fifty dollars, people. We are almost there. Donate what you can. Kevin's going to talk for forty-five seconds at the end of the podcast to about driving I-55 because Allie donated at the pledge drive level for that. So donate what you can, and if you donate two grand, you can run Kevin's Tinder. For 24 hours. I'm just saying, just throwing that out there, get with friends. Okay,
5: by the way, I got an email today, and since I I, I didn't get the phone call until we were halfway through the show and wasn't notified that we were actually doing the show, um, I'll just say this now, but uh, Wallace Delery emailed me today and said that he works for Apple, and he says that he can get you a discount on a new Mac,
2: I, I don't, don't know think. how to run Mac. I'm not that. I don't know a Mac. The only thing I know how to do in Mac is
5: is Final Cut. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what kind of discount he's talking about. I mean, a discount on an expensive Mac may still be more expensive <laughs> yeah, than a maybe. really cheap ass computer. I know, right? Oh yeah.
0: No, no, no. I no, no, no. I guarantee you. That's. I guarantee you. I that's, will. That's
5: case. I'm, I will follow up with him and just find out. Just so you have all of your options out there. Thank but, you. but but that is out on the table, and that was very but generous of Wallace's office.
2: Was gent very generous of Wallace? Really, I think. I said we only need two hundred fifty dollars, and we're there. And I'm looking. I'm not gonna buy some super duper computer. I'm going to buy a computer that I have Word, that I have a couple of audio programs, and He's
5: that's lying. It. He's actually going to be buying Watson.
2: <laughs> I'm going to buy Watson, and he's going to run the body. He'd probably pronounce the names better than me.
5: <laughs> uh, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> it is true. Um. So Kevin.
2: Yeah. donated $40, so before yep. we get to the Twitter questions, which we have a ton of them, and thanks for the crazy trade ideas, people. We'll get to that. Kevin, talk oh for 30 seconds on no. drive, on driving I-55, and I'm going to time you, and at 30 seconds, I'm just going to oh. cut you off. So go na-
0: No, 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 no. You can't just cut me off because there's so much to talk about with driving I-55. Like the shortest amount of time that I ever took going from New Orleans to St. Louis – it was just under 10 hours, and that was when when my ex-wife and I were doing it. We did it overnight. That's pretty good. We both drank five-hour energy. We took turns, and we blazed through. We didn't have the, to carry the dog with us. Limited stops, and we got through in just under 10 hours. The longest it's taken us is about 12, to 12 and a half. Uh, Mississippi is the absolute worst part of the drive because there is nothing going on in Mississippi. It's a it's giant fucking dog. rectangle turned up right it's it's fucking ridiculous uh your best stops like we we, I've got it down to a science in terms of stopping you stop somewhere in Jackson for food you stop somewhere right before uh Memphis and usually that's around Batesville or Sardis or Sanitoba and those are all before you get to Hernando and those are pretty good
5: and and again I'm talking just right now and Shut up! Is... I'm
0: talking just. I'm talking just fast food. Uh, your your stops after Memphis. Uh, you're looking at Blytheville, which again, it's also it's also a good stop. And Portageville, New Madrid, Sykeston, There's a nice Lowe's. A lot of uh. Oh my God! What Kevin, stuff there? What's the wor- Let me tell you something. The what's straight the wor- shot. The straight shot on on. The, here's here's the sad thing about the trip on I-55. If you're coming from St. Louis, once you cross Mississippi, once you cross into Mississippi, you're like, oh, good. I'm, I'm more than halfway there, but you still got like fucking four hours to go. Wrap Same thing going. Now, if you're going north, if you're going <laughs> south north. Once you cross into, into uh, past Memphis, you're like, fuck, I'm mostly there. You're like, fuck, I still got like four hours to go. That's like the big kick in the nuts either way.
5: <laughs> what about Thank when you-, you get to Cape Girardeau?
0: Th- can- Actually, Ali- oh yeah, dude, Cape Girardo, oh, Cape God. Girardo is—it's fuck, it's terrible. It's the home of Rush Limbaugh, or or his birthplace. I don't think he still lives there, but they've got a lot of uh, billboards that really make you do some double takes. And and and, <laughs> and
2: yeah, I've—you know—make this stop. Make it stop, <laughs> yeah. Allie. You see what you did, but thank you for the forty-dollar donation. We appreciate it. You called in last I week. No, more, I, mean... I can give more. I
0: can give more. I fifty five discussions on uh, on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I I, I turned into Tom Phillips. My God, please don't. From the old Late Late Show.
5: Oh, so you know what you need to do. You know what you need to do, Kevin. When I when I was a kid growing up, we, my family always had a, another a vacation home in Charleston, South Carolina. So we always used to drive up I-95 from New York to South Carolina all the time, multiple times a year, and we had these cassette tapes. And for the kids today, cassette tapes were how we listened to music back in the day. And we had these cassette tapes for each state and it would be all about the history of what you were driving. Past God,
2: your parents were I-95.
5: Evil. Jesus. And, and it would be like timed with like the mile markers like you would keep – because people drive at different speeds. So you would like turn it off at certain points and then start it again at certain mile markers. So that way you were always kind of all synced up. And uh, so I know everything about everything along I-95. And so, Kevin, you need to make uh, a CD That's or a nice. podcast of just of of, of things along I 55. That that That's, is that is cruel parenting.
2: That is you know what? But, but Kevin, <laughs> if we can raise seven hundred dollars to f- buy a computer, you might be able to sell two audio tapes to non-family members.
3: <laughs>
2: All right, we <laughs> ha- hope I'm keeping hope alive. We have a ton of Twitter questions. Uh, can I
4: can I throw out real quick a couple free agents I'd like?
2: Okay, go ahead.
4: Um, so, two guys. Number one, Mason Foster, linebacker, a guy they looked at in the draft. He's been with the Bucks. kind of had mixed mix success, but he's a 3-4 backer. Um, they just need more competition there. If they can get him on the cheap, he's still available. He's only 26. Um, that's a guy I'd like to see. Uh, in terms of guys you take a flyer on, I mean, I still think linebacker needs to get better. So, I, um, two guys I would think of. Number one, Lance Briggs, probably too old, but... You never know. Uh, Maybe you take the champ Bailey Gamble with him, too, and it pans out. Uh, The other guy is Anthony Spencer, played in Dallas. We know that uh, Rob Ryan's a huge fan of his. Uh, He came back from a major injury last year. Wasn't the same player, but uh, but played okay. And, uh, you know, maybe if he can get a little healthier, that's that's a low risk. I'm sure he would take a minimum contract. Um, So that's another guy. I
2: like Ike Taylor. He was playing really good before he tore his tricep. Even though he's even though he's old, he can still run unlike Champ Bailey. Um I would like him. I think I think if you could if you could get anything out of him and he would be your f- fourth corner, you'd have a really nice secondary then. So that's my guy. Um
5: after you draft Trey Wayans, too. So. <laughs> uh
2: Kevin, this is from Frederico. Should we buy Sean Payton more liquor and have another crazy week or should we just wait until draft day?
0: You don't even have to wait until draft day. I guarantee you if this podcast goes up tonight, t- uh, check check the websites tomorrow because I'm sure the Saints – something fucking nuts will happen. Fuck, check it, or check it
2: while, while I'm
0: editing it. They'll break news. Because it's cause like goddamn clockwork, man. We record a show <laughs>
2: yes. and something happens.
3: <laughs>
2: uh who did you have naked photos to win that wrestling belt, Kevin? That's from Jason.
0: Oh, that's sh- oh Sean Orleans. He uh he's he's a clever fellow. He uh he he got things done over the weekend and and won a uh, won a won a championship. So
5: and oh when what happened with the guy. sexiest wrestler contest too? Oh, yeah. We didn't do anything about
0: that. I, uh, Sean Sean came in second. God damn it! There were some there was some, uh, there was some shenanigans the at first the last. I know. I know there was some. Uh, thank you for that no fear T shirt. Um, there was some. Uh, some. Uh, there was some shenanigans that went on at the end. Like some of the guys. No fear some of the, is a
5: great reference.
0: Oh yeah, there was some. <laughs> can't hit. They can't hit what they can't see. <laughs> Andrew.
5: And, um, co-ed yeah, naked yeah. wrestling.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there was some. There was some uh, Big Johnson. Wrestling. Some of the some of the supporters, some of the supporters uh, of, of, of the guy ball. who won, they they found a way to vote multiple times in the last
2: hour and just pushed it, pushed that guy ahead. They probably wrote like a script or some sort of tech nerdy thing. Andrew, this is from Egghead Who Dat. Darren Sproles' wife or Corey White's girlfriend, who wins in a cage match?
4: what's the significance of Corey White's girlfriend? I've never...
2: Uh, she got off a little Twitter blast about the Saints.
4: She did? i never heard... Yeah. Can you fill me in?
2: Uh, I don't know the exact details. I just saw... I was in meetings today. I saw something about it on Twitter. No, okay. Darren Sproles' wife was strong.
4: I mean, Darren Sproles' wife put the constant curse on the Saints, and uh, they immediately went 7-9 and nine mm. and were a disaster the following year. So clearly it works. Uh, you know, Compton is a real thing, you know, and then obviously their voodoo trumps whatever we got going on in New Orleans, so, uh, I would not mess with Mrs. Sproul.
2: Dave, this is from Super Saiyan Saint, is there, any, is there any position I don't need to brush up on that the Saints might draft?
5: we, that we, what do we that again.
2: Is there any position I don't need to um, brush up on that the Saints might draft?
5: Uh, punter. Uh, but other than that, but I, yeah, I would be brushing up on Jameis Winston because those fucking picks are getting packaged together, buddy, and they're moving up and um, they're getting Jameis Winston.
2: Stop uh, it! I, stop it! Uh, stop s- it! If they get the if they get if they get a third number one, it's in play at like twenty five percent.
5: Let me tell you something. Stop it. First of all, going back to what we were talking about earlier, if you if if you guys and all of us are, are, are betting the farm, and if the Saints are betting the farm on a good draft, I mean, if you guys are basically saying the Saints really need to hit on some picks this year in the draft, otherwise they're going to be shitty, then I got news for you. You might as well prepare yourself for a shitty Saints team because I don't think that that's going to happen. I... I you know, I, I know that they made some changes in the front office. I know they've got Jeff Ireland, and I, I, I just don't think that a, a leopard can change its spots that quickly. And I also just, I don't see them sticking with nine picks. I, I don't see them not continuing with their draft philosophy of of trading up and 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 all that. I mean, I, I would love to see them, like I've always said, be more like the Patriots. I would love to see them trade down that 13th overall pick um and get oh, another no oh i no would way. love that would be the ideal situation trade down that 13th pick get another pick another high pick you still have the first round <laughs> 31st pick Kevin and, this is <laughs> uh,
2: if, if, if they trade if they trade up me and Kevin are going to lose our fucking minds
5: i think everybody's going to lose their I'm going to be so pissed there is absolutely no reason to trade up
2: there is one good thing about the saints getting rid of Kenny yeah. Stills and Jimmy Graham and I think Wang hits it right on the head. Kevin, wide out wide out depth chart come week one feature features either Andy Tanner or a rookie. Who you got? The rookie. Poor Andy Tanner.
4: <laughs> no way, man. This is the year. This is the year for Andy Tanner. He's
5: like he's not even on the he, roster. He's like twelve. No, he, the dude's got nine lives, man. Is he on the roster still? He's not on the roster.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, he's on the roster,
5: right? I'm checking right now.
2: Andrew, breeze Anthony Davis and humidity to Cleveland for Manziel, LeBron, and five year of their annual sunny days, 59 degrees. Yes, no, maybe.
5: Holy shit, he is. He's on the fucking roster. Andy Uh, Tanner is still on the goddamn roster.
4: The brow is is non-negotiable, Ralph. He's a non-negotiable.
5: Andy Tanner is like fucking herpes. Holy shit.
3: (laughs) You
4: uh, you could offer me you could offer me the
2: moon for the brow and I would turn it down. Okay, Kevin, regular this is regular season snap. He only
5: has one year of experience though, because like
2: He's like 30, isn't he? Because
5: none of those seasons ever counts because he's only keeps getting cuts. (laughs) Wait,
4: it literally says he's a one year experience?
5: Yeah, his experience. is his God, he's, height he's been on the
4: Saints foot. for like fifteen. <laughs> it's like thirty. Seriously, no, he he's like mean... a Highlander. He never ages, but he's, he's like two thousand years old. The only way yeah, to but... kill Andy
1: Tanner is to cut off his head. Dude,
0: when we do this, when we do the worst Saint ever tournament in in ten more years, Andy Tanner is going to be on that in the bracket, and I'm going to oh, lose he, my fucking oh, mind. Oh, he's a reading his strong three seed.
4: He is a strong three seed. <laughs> But
0: he never played in a game. He's he's 20. He's
4: (laughs) He's He's in the – you know we should have? We should have – Hey, Ralph. Ralph, you know who else didn't play in a game and
2: was in the tournament?
4: Anime Ojo.
2: You know, we need to have an all – a Hall of Fame Saints preseason team. Like all the the guys that got mega run – in preseasons, but never amounted to Jack Diddley squat.
4: Paul, Paul Horning should be in that.
2: Yeah.
0: Jeez. Hey, can, can we put can we put that Oklahoma State kid that flamed out after one day in there? Walter Thomas. Oh yeah. Him. Is it, yeah. It, was that like the big giant human being who yeah, could do a they, standing backflip? Could,
2: yep, that was him. Yep. Okay. Dave, over under on regular season snaps, Ellerby takes with the Saints is set at one. Over
5: or so under. Was, that was wank. That's that's too low. I mean I, I know he was trying to be silly, but uh one is way too low. I would take the over any day of the week. He's got a bet.
4: Can we can we talk about how awful that stills trade was? I mean that was an awful trade. That is a I mean, that Graham is... Graham you can be happy. Grub the
5: they just Grub the
4: has a huge contract, you get a fifth round pick out of it. Not bad. You know, you get his contract off the books. You get a little something. I lost not, not I, a bad not a bad move. The I lost stills my I trade? First of all, Stills' his production he he makes the minimum salary. Yeah. His production is way better than a third round pick. And you get an old, decrepit, injured linebacker who's not even an upgrade over Lawson. I lost
2: my I lost my, my I lost my mind talking to Andrew on the phone and I I told Andrew I said, I'm gonna lose my mind on Twitter. I lost my mind for about 10 minutes and I'm telling you I'm in the middle of the year I will stand by every single one of those tweets. I watch Ellerby because the wife is a Dolph fan. Ellerby is fucking terrible. Terrible. And injured. Okay? I think Ellerby, there's a 40% chance he's Dan Morgan
4: 2.0. Which yeah, was, I mean, I don't see how you can look at that trade and, the trade and justify wasn't... it in any way, shape, or form. The the only justification for that trade, because the Saints have cap issues, they took on, I don't care if they reworked his contract. He still had an $8.5 million contract, and even though they're going to restructure it for it to be worth a lot less, it's still going to be more than what Kenny Stills was getting paid. So when you look at the mere cap implications, it's much worse for the Saints. And on top of that, they lose a, a young receiver who still had a couple years at minimum salary and was producing. The only explanation possible for that trade is that they don't like him.
5: That well, yeah, he was okay. a
4: locker room issue, or Sean Payton didn't like him for some reason, or whatever. But that, that's the only explanation.
5: I, I, I mean, I was going to say what Andrew was going to say. I mean, and I, and I agree. I, I think really the whole philosophy or, or, you know, meaning behind the trade was was off the field related. And I, I really think that they they just wanted to get rid of him. And, and instead of cutting him, they might as well try and get something for him. I don't think they really give a shit about Ellerbe. I think they kind of just felt like, well, let's see if we can just get a draft pick and we'll turn that into something else in the future. But we don't want him here. We don't want him in our locker room. We don't want him on our team. We're going to get rid of him. So what's the best possible way to get rid of him? And what can we get for him? How can we maximize that? And, you know, and, and, and the thing is, is what I what I do like about all this, which nobody I don't feel like many people are talking about. You know, I, I think Peyton is obviously sending a message. Hey, look, last year you guys dicked around. You fucked around. We had a lot of people in this locker room who didn't belong here. You didn't have the right attitudes. Uh, he's taken I think he's trying to take back control of this team mentally. Um, and and I, and I think trading a guy like that, I think that's I think that that sends a message that says, hey, man, you know what? You fucked around. Guess what? I'm sending you – you have to now move to another city. You, you've just been informed that you have to fucking move your whole goddamn life to another city. And you didn't even have a choice when to what you city feel, you're going to. Will you, you feel, nothing says go fuck yourself like, hey, enjoy Miami. And will you, guess, guess what? You have to go into. a new Will you place.
2: feel that way, Dave, when a third down and five pass bounces off of Nick Toon's face and they lose to Jacksonville?
5: It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, it, 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 doesn't matter because if they didn't want him in the locker room, then he, he, then, then what, then the other alternative is him being on the roster and not playing and not contributing and to me. That's, that's fucking worse. You might as well have a. You might as well get a draft pick or bring in somebody else who might have a chance at playing, uh, who at least maybe is hungrier, um, you know, who is at least willing to listen to what the coach is saying. I mean, that's the fact of the matter. Is, is if Kenny Stills was still on this roster, but Peyton hates him, then what good is he going to be anyway?
4: Kevin, yeah, there's also the argument that coming off this season, Stills, you know, assuming he's not going to improve or, or get any better, or maybe he's Peyton's felt he's hit a ceiling. The the trade stock and value for Kenny Stills is at an all time high.
2: Kevin, do you think Sean and Mickey got matching t- matching tattoos to commiserate the 2015 bloodbath?
0: No, no, I I I I just I think I think Sean Payton is uh is just watching game game film, and I think Mickey Loomis is probably. I think Mickey Loomis, if anybody is doing anything like that, it's Mickey Loomis. He's probably like shaving, uh, shaving with a straight razor without any shaving cream, listening to the Reigns of Castamere on uh, Endless Loop. So, yeah. And I guarantee you there's two people out there that at least get that fucking reference. Chip
2: Kelly worked out Tim Tebow today. Shut up! I don't want to hear it.
4: Um, I really was hoping you would not. bring What that
2: up. can Mickey Loomis do outside of a trade that could steal Chip Kelly's uh, thunder?
5: Mike with Sam, baby.
2: Oh, that's a oh,
5: There
2: you go. That's the winner. That's a franchise
5: winner. tag, Andy Tanner. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, I didn't think you could beat Michael Sam, but they did it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that would be so great. For, we're going to pay you top 5 wide receiver.
3: <laughs> <laughs> final
2: final question, Kevin, do you think Tom Benson has any clue what has happened with the Saints this past week or is he too busy eating candy? <laughs> <laughs>
5: Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy.
0: Ooh, piece of candy. Right. <laughs> he's on a, he's on a motorized scooter right now, just like got a big old bowl of ice cream that he just like dumps gummy bears on, and just <laughs> got a big wooden spoon. He's just shoveling it into his mouth, going around like, ooh. <laughs> oh, who is this new fellow? Ooh, who is this new fellow?
2: Jay CJ Spiller Yeah. Um that's all. By the way, while I'm we're... just
0: I, for Go some ahead. reason I'm pi- why am I picturing Tom Benson in like an all white suit like he's running a plantation. That's <laughs> like, that's it, really that's terrible. That's Don't terrible. forget
5: the Shirley Temple movies? He's watching Shirley Temple movies too.
2: Probably. Right.
0: Buddy um, on a hand,
2: but, hand Buddy film say- To make fun of Q Herrick and Mora and Jim Miller, Buddy D used to play Good Ship Lollipop, Shirley (laughs) Temple singing it, and it would be... It was so funny because people would be like, what the fuck is this song that this old man is playing? And he, he he brought it back when Hazlitt was terrible. And I thought it was great, and I ran the board, and I would play it at any chance I got. And the people in the radio station will be like, you need something younger, you need something hipper. I'm like, fuck it, we're playing Good Ship Lollipop.
5: Uh, good times. Um, by the way, while we're all dicking around here, um, Twitter is going crazy about Chris Borland retiring after one year in the NFL. What? Yep. Yeah. Chris who? The 49ers are so screwed. I know, they just lost two linebackers good. third time. He,
0: good, Cap, You'll couldn't know. Have, you'll couldn't know you'll, you Couldn't you'll have know. happened. To a nicer fucking franchise, they it couldn't were, have happened to a better to a better group. They was, are going I mean, to look. Tom Benson. Tom Benson was an asshole of an owner in his heyday. Oh my god, he's got nothing on Jed York and that whole clan of clowns. Okay, were, I hope. I hope San Francisco manages to fall
2: below the Rams for the next 12, decade. Four and twelve. The the, the San Francisco's could. Jim Tomsula, he's horrible. Borland, you'll know him as the guy who recovered the fumble in overtime against the Saints.
4: Yeah, he ate the Saints lunch.
2: He year. did. He's good. He was good. What the, What is with all these NFL players retiring?
5: Um, they were starting he to had, realize that some, the NFL he had will had some kill. concussion issues, I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that'll wrap up the show for today. Uh, Of course, the Saints will break news as soon as it's uploaded on Twitter. Uh, Probably trading Drew Brees and... Uh, the Crescent City Connection for Jameis Winston and the Gold Club in Tampa.
5: Um, oh, here's why, look, look. Here, here is why Chris Borland's retirement is fucking genius. Adam Kaplan on Twitter, is he tweets, to say Borland's retirement is stunning would be an understatement. You're looking at the next great linebacker in the NFL, retires after one season. Why, see, why is retiring early great? Because now everybody can just say, can, 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 can You know, uh, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is. They can debate, you know, how great you would have been. And you can just leave and people will remember you. And everybody would think you you were going to be the greatest future linebacker if you had just, oh, if you had just kept playing, you would have been the greatest linebacker in NFL history. (laughs)
0: It's like so essentially you're saying it's so essentially you're saying it's like the Beatles only if they never did anything.
5: Yeah, it's genius. Oh, it's genius. It's just like leave on a you high Play note. one year. You play
0: yeah. you play one year. You're, or, yeah, you 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 play as a band for one year and then all of a sudden you go on top of Apple Studios
5: yeah, and Chris, play a quick yeah, concert oh yeah, Chris, and then you fucking retire. Chris, Chris Borland is a fucking genius. Except they will never
2: make as much money as he made in the NFL.
5: Well, how much money did he make on his rookie contract?
2: 700 grand, probably.
5: Oh, enough to eh, you can invest. invest in some
2: car, car lots or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Buy some rental property. Uh, rental property. I think that's a good way to end this podcast. So, for Dave. Bye. Andy Tanner getting franchised. I can't get a... <laughs> It's still funny. <laughs> <laughs> So go to Canal Street Chronicles, go to Saints Station, Any news that breaks, go to those two places. They have you covered. Kevin, still on Tinder? Not getting any bites either. Oh man. Put up T- the rest- Tinder
0: changed up their Maybe whole Tinder the right changed up their whole there. goddamn business model, and it's really pissing me
5: off. Oh, is it like Facebook? They changed their algorithm, and now you're not showing up in people's searches. <laughs> I, I I
0: I have no idea. Like I'm not getting any fucking matches. Like before. Before I would get matches and whether or not you know they would flame out or not, that's that's irrelevant. I was at least getting matches. This nothing, nothing. I've been swiping a whole bunch like the last two weeks, and ever since they made like some sort of a change, uh, it's been it's been nothing, nothing on Tinder. I may I may have to just go back to OK Cupid.
4: Kevin, you (laughs) might have to uh, put up the picture of you holding your title belts. That might. Oh no
0: no no no! no. Listen. Listen, I fully admit that that is not a picture of Kevin at his finest hour. <laughs> it should have Did been. You... I have a championship belt across my chest, but That's really, there is some there second, is some muffin place there is topage going on <laughs> uh, uh, all up and down that photo. There's a lot of muffin topage, and I'm not oh my, happy about it. Oh my god! Did you this... put
5: in your profile that you're the second best looking guy in midwestern wrestling?
2: You should I sh- I this... have. I should have. This come on,
5: you got to do a better job of
4: selling yourself here, Jesus, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin. I mean, in thirty seconds of podcasting here, we've already come up with a way better plan of attack than whatever you got going on.
2: Jesus, man, we you need we need, we might need to take over. We might have we we might need to have a coup d'état and take over Kevin's Tinder for his own benefit.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So. all right, people. You know, we could have polls up on Canal Street Chronicles. <laughs> we should and... have... You know, how how to uh, showcase Kevin's best
2: aspect. after? We need to. That could be our be a summer project for you, Dave. So <laughs> Alright. <laughs> this
5: but <laughs> this but this, <podcast, laughs> ah,
2: this podcast. The Saints had a lot of news and yet we still took it in the ditch.
5: <laughs>
2: so for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin. (laughs) I'm Ralph, (laughs) until next week.
5: Ooh, piece of candy.
2: Be
3: well. (laughs) Thanks for signing Corey White, Cowboys.
1: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry
2: Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.